podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and welcome to a transfer special for Anfield Index. Ladies and gentlemen, the transfer window has come alive, and it's got a Hungarian feel to it, so it's probably no shock to you that our special revolves around, well, a talented footballer, no doubt about it, Dominic Zaboslai. So I'm very pleased to say, I really am delighted to say that naturally we wanted to reach out and we've managed to get hold of a Hungarian football expert in Aaron, Aaron Yoshi. Aaron, how are we? Hello and thank you for having me. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely delighted. And Aaron, we have got a million things to ask that we really want to get through. So ladies and gents, we'll be talking about naturally the, the business deal and Earlier on, I actually want to timestamp this. So it's just after half seven on Friday, the 30th of June. And I think that's important because the details are coming through thick and fast as this story develops. So we'll talk about the business side. We do want to talk naturally about the, the player, get Aaron's take on that, and the person, the character behind the player as well. There is so many things, so many things we want to, to ask you, Aaron. So let's get straight into it. And The business side has been a a fascinating one because this seems to have moved so quickly for Liverpool. It's only come a a few days ago. There was the the rumours, the suggestions, which are now been proved true, that his agent was at Anfield or in the Liverpool area. Even suggestions at the time that Newcastle was still the favourite, so don't read too much or don't get too hopeful. But literally, it seems to almost have exploded, so to speak, today. And You might well be correcting me on this, Aaron, but the latest we've had is that Liverpool have told Red Bull Leipzig they will trigger the clause for the player. So I suppose literally there's a few questions you wanted to ask. Is is that a fair reflection where we are, first of all? Is that the stage it's up to that Liverpool are set to trigger that release clause? Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I mean... If there's one thing to say about Fabrizio Romano is that he he always uh, posts about what is certain, yeah, uh, and he has confirmed that Liverpool had um, told Leipzig that they will trigger uh, his release clause. And as far as I know, they uh, the club already uh, discussed personal terms with Soboslai, so it should be a matter of time and uh, the usual um, medical you know, <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah, all the things that go into that. And, and there is talk, actually, there, there is a release clause. And, and the biggest, also the most noteworthy element of that that we keep seeing is that it does expire sort of, you know, at midnight tonight. 
should we have any nerves around this, Aaron? Are we literally a, a race against the clock or are you not seeing it that way? Uh, I'm a little bit surprised, to be honest, because I thought Liverpool would wait a couple of days in order to negotiate something with Leipzig, which could potentially be more expensive, but more flexible. What I'm thinking is, uh, is instead of paying 70 million, which is uh, rumored to be the, uh, the release clause, Maybe I don't know fifty million, and then yeah. comes with like winning the I don't know Champions League or you know the usual stuff with with a yeah. couple of clauses. So to me, it sounds fascinating that teams decided to go for it, sort of as a as a deadline day for Soboslai specifically, rather than waiting it out. I I assume there was either a lot of interest. And this way, it didn't turn into a bidding war. Yeah. Or uh, they were afraid that Leipzig would actually ask for a lot more money for him, uh, which doesn't really sound that possible for me. Yeah. These are my thoughts. So obviously, I'm no agent. (laughs) I, I didn't talk with him about this specific transfer. So I don't know the exacts, but these are sort of my initial thoughts as we are waiting for the announcements. Yeah, absolutely. And it is important to, to remember that, ladies and gents, as we're recording now, the, the announcements are literally coming through thick and fast. So probably me and Aaron are both checking our Twitter feeds and updates, etc., to see what's happening. Yeah, it, it is fascinating, like you say, what's you know made them go for that. But in simple terms, Jurgen Klopp wants the player, Liverpool want the player. And it looks like we are literally as close as we can be on the verge of him joining at Anfield. And naturally, I, I want to talk about the player so much, Aaron. I mean, I won't pretend that I, I've watched him at great length. That would be a lie. But from the, the research that most Reds will have done, the, the short clips, this may be exaggerating, but you just see so many attributes there. The, the running power, dribbling with the ball, pace off the mark as well, the acceleration, an absolute cannon of a foot, a heck of a shot, and even somewhat of a a free kick specialist. There just seems so many things in his locker. Is that a fair reflection of this player, would you say? He seems some talent, he really does. I think it is. I'm always trying to be, um, you know, cautious. I don't want to sound like I'm just hyping him up because he's Hungarian or something like that. Uh, But as you put it, uh, he he has a lot of very very good attributes that makes him a dangerous player, and I think the key is uh, well in a couple of things. One is what you mentioned that he has a very very good technique, so he can dribble past people, he can shoot from afar, uh, and he is also very good at giving uh, key passes, uh, an, an instrumental part of uh, build up plays. And as uh, shot creating actions as well. So as a defending team, you don't really know what to expect him once he gets the ball. Because he could go for a shot. He could go for a through ball. He could go for, you know, just a regular pass back. You never know what to expect because he is so versatile. Uh, He he is good at distributing as well as finishing, I think. Um, And and that's uh, one part. 
And the other part is that I think he is uh, exceptional with tactical awareness. I've seen him uh, in, in a couple of Hungarian games for the national team. And this always struck me as something that we don't talk about in Hungarian media, at least. Uh, but he is, he is so mature. He's so aware of what's going on the pitch. To give you an example, we had a uh, European Championship qualifier against Lithuania. And uh, we have uh, roaming wingbacks. And at one point, I was like, wait a minute. He is at the position where our left wing back should be. Wow. Uh, and that's because he just realized that there are a lot of attacking players. So he just naturally moved into that position where there was a vacancy of, of a player or, you know, there was an area that he probably felt like it could be dangerous if something yeah. was to happen. Uh, and so he just moved there. And then he plays for Hungary. He plays in the middle of the park, but he gets to do whatever he wants, essentially. And he does. And it sometimes feels like he is everywhere in the pitch. Uh, it's obviously more obvious when we play with uh, teams that aren't as, uh, that, that they don't have as much quality as we do. Yeah. Nowadays, nowadays, finally, I get to say stuff like this. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, on, on matches where we are supposed to do, uh, dominate and we are supposed to win or we are the favorites to win, it would be more fair to say that. Um, we used to struggle as a team, as a Hungarian national team. And he makes the difference because he's everywhere. He does a lot of things. He works hard. He is a, a machine at this point. Uh, if I had to pinpoint one thing that is not his strong suit, just to balance it a little bit, yeah. I think I think uh, his aerial duels are average. So he's not that great with heading the ball in general. If you look at his goals, I think he scored once in his career with his head. Mm. Uh, he's not bad, but you know he's not exceptional at it. That's just about it. Uh, but other than that, uh, I think I think he he has a lot of qualities and a lot of energy that could be a very very nice addition to the to the Liverpool squad. Yeah, it absolutely sounds it. And even when we were looking at his injury record this season, it is practically non-existent, which has been historically the opposite of many a Liverpool midfielder. So, so that was pleasing to see. And I, I just want to pick up on something you've said there because. I mean, you mentioned even there that he drifts, you know, even to cover into that left wing back position. And you can see footage of him almost playing a, an attacking midfielder role, sometimes even moving up occasionally into the front three. He, he does seem so, so versatile. What would you actually say is his best position or even the position you think he'd like to play, so to speak? Uh, I think... Well, uh, there, there's two things on my mind right now where I would put him and where I see him fit to to Liverpool and the way Klopp likes to set up his squads. Yeah. For him, he used to play a lot on the left wing, but uh, to usually cut inside and unleash his right foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, I mean, who's who's to say it's not the best version of him, but... I think he's uh, better used in the middle of the park because he gets to be part of a lot of things then, you know, he can pull the strings. Um, 
So I would say he works best as a number 10 or a number eight in midfield. Uh, I think for Liverpool, he would probably be this sort of a box-to-box player. So a classic eight or, you know, you probably get the idea from this, but yeah. I, I, I can I can see him play there the best because he could be involved so much, no matter the opposition. Because if, uh, if it's a, a derby against one of the Manchester sides, then he gets to be involved a lot. And then if it's uh, a side that battles against relegation, then he can also do a lot of things with the ball. So mm-hmm. I think he would be best used there. But if there was to be another injury, uh, I don't know what even what to say. Like uh, if, if Liverpool was to miss out on some attackers again for some odd reason, I'm sure he can be used on the wings as well, uh, if if needed. But yeah. if you ask me personally, I would I would see him best either behind the striker or back there as a number eight, as I mentioned. Yeah, which does seem to be the the popular suggestion with a lot of Reds, with Alexis McAllister coming in, and assumptions wise, a lot assuming that Alexis will play on the left side. There does seem to be that that suspicion that. He does give us a real option on the right side of eight role, more of an attacking area, as well as, like you said, being able to to cover attacking positions there as well, which which sounds absolutely brilliant. Everything you're saying is naturally music to all Reds' ears. And one thing I did want to ask, because there's quite a bit of footage of this, free kick specialist, you know, he seems to manipulate the ball, strike it so well. Is he known as a free kick specialist? Is that a fair assumption or is it reading too much into a few clips on YouTube type of thing? No, no, no. You're absolutely correct. Uh, it's uh, It's been fascinating to see, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm bringing it too much up, but that's where we see him the most from Hungary. Uh, for the Hungarian side, he's, he's changed a lot of things. And one of these is that now we're actually dangerous at set pieces because we have yeah. Soboslai who takes uh, free kicks and corners and all that. And we also have a couple of players with decent uh, uh, aerial threat, such as Willy uh, Orban from Leipzig as well. Yeah. Um, so it's been a real transition because uh, sometimes we had players who could strike the ball well, uh, but it was, you know, every six or seven shots were dangerous or something like that. But with him on board, every time we we get a free kick, uh, we, we get excited because he's there and he's there to score a goal. Um, yeah. He had an absolutely insane uh, crossbar hit against Lithuania as well. His very first goal for the Hungarian national team was from a free kick against uh, Slovakia. And I think he was, what, 18 or 19 years old back then. So he's he's just, because his technique is so nice and so polished and because he his shot is very, very strong, very he, he puts a lot of power into his shots, these two combined can can produce those brilliant goals where it's just ripples into the net. Uh, and it may sound like I'm trying to to put this out there because uh, that's what 
excites us. But if you look through his record, that's always that was always his special ability. Yeah. Because on on one hand, he worked on it day and night from being a teen to nowadays as well. He is nonstop trying to improve and improve and improve on that as well. And he also, even at the youth national teams, he was always the number one free kick taker. And he has scored important winning free kicks back at like age 16 and stuff for, for his uh, youth career. So it's it really is his specialty. And I'm really curious, uh, what's it going to be with, uh, with Trent? Yeah. Now, if if this goes through, and it should go through at this point, I, I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen. Is it going to be like if it's a left-footed, it's for Trent? If it's for a right-footed, it's for Soboslai? Or what's it going to be? But it's going to be fascinating to be sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you've absolutely you know hit the nail on the head there. We're, we're, it's just great to have so many options in dangerous positions, like you say, Trent. Now Zaboslai and even McAllister, as people have said for Reds, is you know a free kick ability. So it will be fascinating to see. And I, I did want to pick up on one of the things you said there because naturally we're talking about the the player a lot, but it was interesting what you were talking about that him as a person there. You know that that dedication to his craft, wanting to get better practice, and even the the snippets of information that we've had that you know he's a well liked guy enjoys enjoy sort of socialising with fans. I mean, there's, there's some great footage after Hungary exited the Euros, isn't he, of him sort of serving pints, serving beer to fans that way yeah, as well. Yeah. So he seems such a, a sort of a good guy, as it were, off the pitch. Is, is that a fair assessment of his personality or what's known about his personality, would you say? Right. So one thing I want to mention, and I'm sorry if it doesn't excite you too much, um, we had a great, great captain for Hungary, in Adam Salai, who has uh, retired recently. Uh, but he was the captain, and then Soboslai became the captain. So he sort of yeah. took him under his wing. Uh, and Salai was always like this, uh, of like, you know, being humble, going to pubs, being um, uh, reachable, if, if you will. And I think it is an important influence on him because that also allowed uh, Soboslai to see this side of things. Like, this is something you can also do. You can be yeah. a well-established player and have this sort of a, a real connection with fans. Uh, and with Soboslai, just for a second there, um, the last uh, game for Hungary, he was on the stands and people were going insanely uh, hyped about him, even though he's already retired. Um, so he he has this fantastic relationship with fans. Uh, and so if Soboslai continues to do that as well, I'm sure he is going to be more and more and more pop- popular here as well. Uh, it's just a side note. I wanted to put it out there for context. As for Soboslai himself, he... He was always a socializable person, uh, if it makes any sense. Yeah, he, yeah. he has talked a lot about his childhood uh, to Hungarian media. And essentially, he always had friends, but he always preferred to focus on working on himself and his game. 
yeah. which which shows two things. One, he had friends who asked him to, hey, come on, let's pick up some girls, get some drink. And <laughs> he actually did say no to those parties in order to be the footballer he is today, which then shows the second thing uh, that is his professionalism, which is outstanding, I think, uh, especially for for a guy this young. Um, he was just 16 when he got uh, outside of Hungary and he started to work immediately. There was no cutting back. You know how young players sometimes get out uh, alone. They, yeah. They're scared of what's going to happen. They need time to adapt. He seemed to be adapting relatively quickly, within a, a month or two or something like that. Uh, and, and then he just kept on working. And he's, all his life, he's been working super hard on everything, pretty much. His shape, his technique, whatever it took. Um, so he's, he, I, I like to highlight, yes, he is talented. But yes, he worked on it a lot of the times. Um, he a, a few times he mentions how his childhood idol was Cristiano Ronaldo, which I'm sure is not a nice thing to hear for any <laughs> fan. Um, but if you look at what Ronaldo has achieved, uh, and he, uh, if you combine Ronaldo's talent with uh, his work rate, uh, I think there is a lot of quality that we we just have to appreciate. And I'm not saying that Soboslai is the new Cristiano Ronaldo, because that would be silly, but I'm saying that he is also this sort of a nice package where you have a talented guy who is very professional and does everything yeah. uh, that is po possible to stay in shape, To, to be available, to be better and better and better every time he can. So it's a, it's a really good mix, obviously. That's, uh, that's really nice. And yeah. uh, one other thing that I can mention uh, is that the player now that we're talking, obviously, is different from the player a few years ago. Uh, but we did have a chat with him after one of the Hungarian games, uh, we as in journalists, and we asked him about being a captain at such a young age. And I was, I was blown away with his answers. He mentioned at one time that he just told his teammates to, uh, if they are nervous, just pass the ball to him. Wow. He's going to be there. Don't worry about it. He's got it in the bag. If you're scared, if you're afraid, just give it to me and it will be all right. And then, Now, remember what I told you about him being everywhere in the pitch. Yeah. Imagine having someone telling you this and then actually that's your experience as a player. Oh, I, I don't know who to pass. Oh, here comes Soboslai. Okay, well, I guess I can pass it to him. Oh, I went full on attack mode and there's a gap behind me. Oh, he moved there, so I don't need to worry about it. So it's not just um, the maturity of of uh, his his play but also he backs himself up he knows he knows he's good it sounds cocky but it's it's really not that it, he is just aware of how good he is yeah. and so he he builds up on that and he backs himself up uh and he he just relishes any sort of challenges and and i think he really thrives under pressure which 
it is all music to our ears. I mean, there's so many good things you're saying, which we're liking there, Aaron, the free kick specialist, the, the mentality aspect, like you said, almost a, a leader on the pitch at such a young age, teamwork, you know, filling in the gaps, even all the attributes that, that we've mentioned and we've been through there. It is so exciting for us Reds. And as a Red, I, I did want you to almost have the, the final say with the, the final question, because thinking of all those attributes that he has on the pitch, the mentality off the pitch, and now he gets to work with Jurgen Klopp as well. I mean, the only small downside we're sort of finding is maybe not the best in the air, maybe a small mark down there. But now working with Jurgen Klopp, just how good can he be, do you think? Now, this is the part where I'm super excited, actually. <laughs> he had an interview a few months ago where he, he was kind of asked if he would stay at Leipzig or move to a bigger club. Uh, no disrespect for Leipzig. Uh, and he didn't want to answer it obvi- for obvious reasons. And then he went on and said something amongst the lines of, uh, along the line of, I would be excited to work under coaches such like. And then he said, Jurgen Klopp, he said, Pep Guardiola, Carlo Ancelotti. And then because uh, the journalist who made the interview with him mentioned uh, Jose Mourinho, who is a very different sort of uh, pragmatic coach. Yeah. Uh, he, he just said like, oh, yeah, but imagine how, how, how much he would improve my defensive, defensive uh, game and stuff like that. So it really seems like he has these ideas of like which coach could improve him in which way. And I think uh, I can't really pinpoint one thing or 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 areas where I think uh, Jurgen Klopp could improve him. Not because he is the final product, but because I think he he will be able to elevate him to be even even better. Nowadays, a lot of people are saying like. Yeah, he is great, but we're unsure if if a top club buys him, will he play? Will he get into the squad? And all those sort of things. And, and people are afraid that he might not get the game time necessarily that they want to see. But I just see it as, I mean, if you just see where Liverpool was when, when Klopp arrived and with the same exact squad or almost exactly the same exact squad, he got into the Europa League final. And just, yeah. you know, the difference between performances is just insane. And if I imagine uh, a player like him, like with, with this pool of attributes and, and this amount of talent, I don't even know what's the ceiling of, of his potential. I genuinely don't know. I don't know if he remains this, uh, like at this point and carries on for 10 years, we will love him a lot in Hungary and hopefully in Liverpool as well. Uh, but if he can even be better, you know, if, if he even improves under Klopp, if he, I don't know, if if his counter press is going to be even better, if he get, gets more um, energy, if he gets more running time, if he gets uh, even even better decision-making or faster decision-making, you know, anything that can elevate him even further. I'm, I honestly, I'm just getting excited. (laughs) 
it just sounds so so nice and and so exciting to see what sort of a monster Jurgen Klopp can turn him into. Yeah, absolutely brilliant to hear. And you are not the only one getting excited. I think pretty much the majority of Reds are praying that anytime soon, Dominic Zaboslai is announced as the second signing over the line for us. And it will bring excitement from all quarters. So all that really leads me to say is, I know it's late on a Friday, Aaron, so thank you very much for giving up your time. It's much appreciated. No worries, anytime. Brilliant, you're a starter. Good stuff. And ladies and gents, that was a transfer special for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.